Hey everybody, we got a great show coming up today on the Studio Cellar. We are going to be talking about finalizing, and we have Jay DeLuca here from the Bears Den Recording Studio. Studio Cellar! Hi everybody, so what do you get when you take full, three full cell graduates and you put them at a table in a basement? Well, we're going to find out today. Uh, we have Jay DeLuca from the Bears Den. Jay, what's going on, man? Not too much. I'm glad to be here. Cool. Glad, glad to, to have, have you. you here. So, yeah, we're going to talk about finalizing uh, projects in the video world, the audio world. Um, so it's probably going to be more audio-oriented today. Sorry, Tom. That's quite all right. I was actually <laughs> listening to you guys speaking earlier, and I was I was involved. I, I was engaged. It was interesting. So, you know, I'm... Excited to learn. <laughs> so Jay runs a studio. I run a studio. We both have projects come through. And uh, uh, I know you work on a lot of projects from beginning to end. Yep. Um, when, it, when, it, when you're finishing up a mix, do you usually master a lot of that yourself? I know mastering is such a uh, – I, I feel like I'm committing a sin when I say I'm mastering something because yeah. it's like, you know, you got Bob Ludwig. And, I know, uh, I know. Bob Katz. And, I feel the same way. Uh <laughs> A lot of times, what I, what I always do is I always give a band the choice. Yeah, I, I explain to them because nobody knows what nobody it is. <laughs> nobody in the no, not a single musician who's not who's not like a producer also knows what mastering is. So I have to spend the twenty to thirty minutes explaining what it is to them, and then I have like two or three guys who I recommend, and then I say, or I could do it. Mm-hmm. For half the price, pretty much. Right. Because um, I'm not a professional mastering studio. Right. Yeah, no, and you, no. you try to... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, so quick elevator pitch. What's mastering? What is it? Quick. So, so mastering is when, you know, you take your 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 stereo, your mix down of your stereo tracks, and I, I use WaveLab. I don't know what you use. I, I do it all in Pro Tools. Oh, I, really? Okay, I used cool. to use WaveLab, actually. Yeah, but, I use WaveLab. And so you bring all the stereo tracks in, and you basically want to take those tracks, and that's when you order them, when you kind of bring them up to you know CD level, and you, you, you kind of give it that whole... Uh, yeah, it's, it's you glue it together. Exactly. Yeah. It's the glue. It's the process of taking multiple tracks and making them sound... Um, like they're from the cohesive. same album, right. cohesive, yes. yes. Cohesive album. Okay, so that's what mastering is, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, yeah, you know." You Unfo- unfortunately, just, a big part of what mastering has become is just loudness, though. Right, the loudness war, and yeah, which and is pushing it as far as you can go, as, and you squash dynamics, yeah. and, and it's it's awful, but it's it's what people want. Yeah, so definitely, as an engineer, you hate it, but it's like something that you got to do. All right, like killing kittens. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you're taking all the dynamics out. And there are a lot of cool um, processors out there now that kind of kind of eliminate the squash, but it's still there. Yeah, um, and that's the that's the the goal is to make it as loud as possible without without with trying to reserve the dynamics. Some dynamics. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So that was the end of the. What mastering is? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, okay. It, it's the in, a nu- in a nutshell. Yeah, I would say in the nutshell. It's, in, it's, in our... Yeah, I mean it's it's the it's the final the final process of you you it's a stereo track, so you have no individual control over individual instruments anymore. At that point, it's ah, see that was key for right. me. Right, so it's 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 messing with the entire product as a whole. And yes. a lot of it is too is um, 
making sure, like, you know, you'll listen to a song in this, in your studio and you're like, wow, that sounds really good. And then you'll take it out to the car and it sounds like shit. Right. Uh, a lot of mastering is that compression and EQ that kind of balances it, balances it across all of the systems you listen to. So, you know, you listen on your studio, you listen on your iPod, you listen in your car, it's all going to sound decent. I mean, it's, there's going to be differences obviously, because they're different systems, but it's consistently listenable across multiple systems. Right. And a lot of people don't understand that too. Like I'll have clients come in here and they're like, oh man, this sounds awesome. You know, I love the bass in here. I'm like, I'm just letting you know now that when you take this out to your car, a lot of that's going to go away. Because yep. I have a subwoofer in here. I've got yep. $700 studio monitors. Yep. And when you go listen into it in your, your truck, it's going to be different. And, yeah. And that's, that is really what mastering to guys like us becomes is mm-hmm. trying to make our mixes sound like they sound in our studio. Right. And, and like studio. we said before, <laughs> on an it's, iPod. Yeah. it's yeah. unfair for us to call ourselves. I, I call it basic mastering yes. because I don't want to call myself a mastering engineer because it takes years and years of training and you have to have like golden ears. And they have like $3,000 <laughs> monitors each. Yeah. And, and the studios are different too. They're set up differently. Set up, yeah. Very different. That's all interesting. And no all desk. This, all this. Oh, really? What are they? Stand or, or? Well, no. There's, there's, the desk is set up. It's very minimal, um, so that there's no sound bouncing off the desk. And yeah. the, the rooms are usually pretty long, so you get the bass response yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, mastering studios usually don't record at all. Right. They just do mastering. It was, it was funny. I was up in Portland a few months ago, and I was like, I looked up on my phone. I was like, "Where's Gateway Mastering Studios?" And I drove by it, and I just looked, and I was like, "There it is. <laughs> That's where it all happened." I've always <laughs> been fascinated by mastering. I don't know if you've read yeah. Bob Katz's book. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, Mastering Audio. Yep, yep, I have. Love that book. It's a good book. It's a good read. <laughs> Riveting tale of Bob and his cats. It is actually not very interesting, but it is very informative. <laughs> it is informative. <laughs> Information is interesting, yes. right? Kind of. Yeah. Oh, and all that goes into the mastering bit. Uh, I mean, the, that all goes into the finalizing. So mastering is finalizing? Yeah, pretty much. That's okay. that's when, you know, you take the master, the master goes from the master studio to the duplication plant. Uh, yes. Or in my case or your case, I'm sure, into the CD tray or right. your computer. <laughs> but I, th- I think what I try to do is I try to make, as an engineer, try to make my mixes need as little as possible when it comes to mastering. So I want my mixes to sound like I want them to sound, and then mastering can just kind of polish it. Like the best thing would be if a mastering engineer received my mix and did one thing to it and was just like, I don't, this doesn't need anything else. That's the, so I think that's the goal. Definitely. So can it can it be the opposite though? Can you get a thing that needs a lot of mastering work? Like how long does the process typically take? It depends on the project. It depends on how good the mixing engineer was. Yeah, you know, or, because a lot of times mastering engineers will send the shit back and be like, "You need to remix this." Yes, I can't do anything with this. Or you know, they won't give them any space. You right. know, because they're like, "Well, we want this loud." So they'll, they'll yeah, the, they'll so push the, the stereo loud. Bus and, exactly. Or they'll put a ton of crap on the stereo bus, which you're not supposed to do if you're going to master it, and. Uh, you know, there's, a lot, there's a lot of rules. There, there are. <laughs> they, that's funny. They said there's a lot of rules, but you don't. You know, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of rules, but there are no rules. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. think, think about it. Yeah, that's always the artist's game, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Right? No rules except for this giant, this list of rules that you have to abide. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's it's a list of rules if you don't want people to be like, oh my god, this sucks. <laughs> but yeah. 
So, um, Tommy, what kind of stuff do you work on when it comes to videos? I know uh, a lot of the finalizing of video is... Uh, like uh, color correcting and, and yeah, uh, and it's like the audio mastering as well. I mean, I guess it's the same thing. It's taking the 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 pieces that are left and the and the picture and the audio and making them kind of one. And uh, I mean, I guess mastering would be the same thing carried over into when you reach picture lock and you're then trying to achieve a final mix of your of your movie. Now, what uh, is uh, picture lock? A picture lock is when you're done editing, basically, when, you, when you've achieved what you want to tell in the story, right? And mm -hmm. then it's at that point where you move on to uh, color correcting and or color grading, and then you go into then the, uh, the, the mix process for the audio, which could involve sound design, fully work, and all that. And shit. ADR. And ADR, ADR, that's right, that we bring up on every episode. <laughs> I don't ADR. think we bring it up on ADR. So what, what exactly is color correcting? Color correcting is basically, you know, bringing all of your stuff, all, all your shot video into a correct color space, right? So there's the difference between uh, correcting and grading is correcting is bringing everything to being correct, right? To being, you know, your reds, your greens, and your blues being So basically correct. when you cut between shots, you have a consistent yes, exactly. kind of tone to the, yeah. to the scenes. So you can mess up your... Um, you know, your your white balance if you're shooting video, right? You can mess that up and you can, you know, set it for something completely fucked up and when you bring in all your footage, it looks super orange or whatever right, yeah. and it's really gross, then you can color correct it, you can change the white balance, you can change any contrast, any other levels, if anything's overexposed or if uh, you have to have the latitude in order to really work on stuff and video is not really geared up for that quite yet. Or at least DSLR footage isn't. Yeah. Not really. Some things. All right, Excuse so me. <laughs> so you you, you kind of do you do the do you do color correcting? If you do have any experience with color correcting, I do. I, or do I, you usually send that away to somebody else to do that? Uh, you can totally send it away. There are places specifically geared up to do that. You know, um, I do color correcting on a very simple level. You know, uh, a lot of the stuff I work on uh, has a very short, and you know, it comes in and it comes out. So that there's certain processes we all go through, and then we bring it, and I color correct it. Usually, I don't do much color grading, um, but the difference between correcting and grading is, like I was saying, was, you know, it's color correcting is exactly what it sounds like. You're correcting all the colors. Mm -hmm. uh, color grading is more setting a mood in in your picture with, with colors. So if you want something to feel drab and, like, you know, you don't want anyone to feel right about something, you can, you know, you can pull the color down. You can go a little towards green for the sick feel. You know, the orange is the warm. The blue is the cold. Now, I, I think, um, I forgot where I saw, but isn't the, the green kind of hue, uh, isn't that, kind of the the natural hue of film don't a lot of people color correct towards green because it's film you're looking at me like i have no, no idea no, what I the fuck i'm talking i was listening to what you were saying <laughs> continue no i i thought that uh with film it kind of has that green like green feel to it uh i mean it it depends on i don't know i watched your an after stuff. effects tutorial one time and they told me that I don't i'm know. sure i'm sure it's true you know but i mean a lot of the light uh, I mean, a lot of the colors you're getting that you're exposing are, are coming from your lights, you know. Different lights get off different color temperatures, which affect the video and or film you're shooting on. Okay. And then, yeah, you, and then, yeah. I've already said it. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing over again. So, <laughs> all right, so you do your color correcting, blah, blah, yeah. blah. What, what happens after that? Um, I mean, you bring, I mean, you, you try and then export your final product. Uh, the way we do it is we go through a render process. And uh, that's combining the audio and the video together into one stream and moving on from there, exporting four specific 
things, either if you're going to Blu-ray or DVD or if you're going straight to the web or anything like that. Uh, you have specific settings to follow uh, for each format and so that it looks good wherever it goes. Basically, similar to mastering, I would assume, so that it looks the same wherever it goes. Oh, look at and, that. And the Combining the same. both yep. worlds. Look at that. Yeah. A lot of the stuff I do goes straight to the web and or uh, DVD, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, a lot of the stuff I do goes straight to nowhere. <laughs> a lot of stuff I do goes straight to the trash, uh, and then no one ever sees it. That's, that's one thing I always tell these bands when they come through. I'm like, I'm like, please, please go get this CD pressed and and you know get it shrink wrapped and everything, so I have something, something so I can say yeah. I did this. But uh, uh, that band Jetpiler recorded, they actually ended up on HJY, so that was pretty cool. Awesome. They 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 were calling me and texting me. They're like the size of the radio, the radio, and I'm like, ah, I, I can't get to the radio right now. But uh, that was pretty cool. Um, I know you were saying the other day you got in your car and uh, you heard one of the songs you produced, right? Yeah, it's actually happened several times over the past like year or two because of the WBRU Rock Hunt. Nice. Like four bands that I've recorded have made it to like the semifinals and finals. None of them have won, but uh, because they were a part of that, BRU now puts their songs into like the uh, the nightly. I think it's at nine o'clock. They have their yeah. local. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, yeah, actually, it was like last week. I heard one one band called Here We Just Dream, and actually last night I heard another one. Last night, uh, a band I work with called Son of Sound was in the studio at WBRU, and they played uh, a track that they recorded at the studio. But actually, it was a live track, which is I was surprised they wanted to play it on the. Like I was like, you guys want to. <laughs> You guys want to play this on the radio? I hadn't mixed it yet. <laughs> they, they, oh, really? They, they called me on Monday, and they were like, hey, man, tomorrow night we're going into the WBRU, and we want to play that song. I was like, the live one? They're like, yeah. I'm like, I haven't mixed it yet. They're like, oh, well, we really want to. It's like, oh, I hate it when that happens. And I was like, <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> oh, so you ended up mixing it? And... I ended up mixing oh, it. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, and oh, they played right. it, and it was. it sounded all right. So Nice. Yeah, that's the greatest feeling, hearing something like that on the yeah on the radio. It's cool. It's like you just turn it on and you're like, why does this sound so familiar? <laughs> <laughs> don't even quite know what's yours yet. Wait a minute, I've listened to this 10,000 times. <laughs> yeah, that's the other <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's nothing like, that's the other thing. There's nothing like recording a band and then having their damn song stuck in your head for the yeah. next three weeks. Yep. You wake up singing it and... Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. You yeah, know, it's just the it's the uh, nature of the beast, I guess. Exactly. Is it um, hard to be catchy? Is that the thing? Is I mean, can even bad stuff can be catchy? Is that the that's the trick? Well, I mean, when I know Jay knows this, when you listen to a song five hundred times from start to end, it, you kind of don't have a choice. It gets stuck in your head, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. is this something like you're singing in the shower? Are you tapping it in your car and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you just. You just hear it. Like, you, you want to put on something else. <laughs> sometimes because... sometimes you hate it so much that you love it, and you just accept it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> just let it in. I've, I, I, I've been blessed to have several projects where I did not mind. Yeah. No, yeah, usually. Mine might have all been pretty good. But Yeah, you're saying that on the podcast. Yeah, I know. I love everybody. <laughs> so I love everybody who comes through my studio. Everyone I work with is the best. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I do, though. The guys, I'm pretty selective about who I bring through here just because... You know, I don't want to be. Well, yeah, you want to. Like I said fixing stuff, right? For until two o'clock in the morning because the drummer doesn't know how to keep a beat, or, right? Yep. And you put your name on that. Yeah, brand exactly. Almost, you know, when like, you put that out there, you, you want people to be like, oh, you know, that's that's good. He yeah, did a it good sounds job. good. You guys sound like good. So, 
So uh, let's talk a little bit about the Bears Den. How did the Bears Den come to be? Well, when I graduated from Full Sail, uh, as we all did, I uh, I got an internship at a studio called Zing. All right, that's right. You studied under Jim Fogarty, right? Yes. Which is yep. Killswitch Engaged. Yes, Killswitch Engaged did all their records there, and they did their new record while I was there. Oh, oh wow. wow. Uh, not their, they did their self-titled one while I was there when uh, they worked with Brendan O'Brien, who had done like ACDC and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, so I, I was there for about a year, basically studying under Jim and uh, Eric Arena. And then I ran out of money, like most college grads do. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that game. <laughs> um, student loans are really are starting to catch up. Yep, really really paying off that for the rest of our lives. Yeah, yep. that's pushing it. Ugh. So I moved home to try and figure out what I was going to do next. And my next step was to hopefully find another studio and yeah. go up. But So in the meantime, I started recording bands in my basement. And it got to a point where I was recording every single day, like different bands. And my parents were just like, <laughs> like, like we, we support you and all, but if you could get your own place, that'd be great. And I was looking and looking and looking, and I found this warehouse space, and it was just perfect. So, And that's the space on uh, that's, yep. down the street there in County Street. Yeah, and uh, it's worked out great. It's It's been a work. It's always a work in progress. Yeah. I mean, constantly upgrading things, fixing things, painting things, but... Yeah, it's that's how it started from the basement to the to the warehouse. <laughs> that's how uh, that's how my, I think that's how all recording engineers start. I guess that's I mean, how I a know. lot of disgusting addictions start. <laughs> <laughs> in basements. I know when when Tom and I w- Tom and I have been friends since high school, oh, and yeah. um, when we were what thirteen, fourteen, mm. you know, we, uh, my uncle had moved into my house and he had like a mixer and stuff, and we started recording our own stuff. And oh, I yeah. was like, oh yeah, I want to do this for a living, and so I went to school and I came back, and same deal, you know, I went and uh, I actually ended up doing an internship because nobody would take me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean that that's great that you landed that internship. That's, yeah, that's pretty sweet. I mean, I learned more in that year there than I did than it I full did. Full <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That's the thing with full sales. You kind of gotta. Full sale gave me the basics, though. Yeah. I mean, they they were impressed when I when I when I was got there to the point where within like a week or two they were comfortable enough to like let me run sessions and things like that. So no, that's awesome. Oh wow, that is very cool. I um I went to a co- I went to one place that I won't name that I, I spent like a week there and I was like I can I'm better than this guy. Yeah, it's pretty sad. So, <laughs> now then I ended up going back to my parents' basement and doing the same thing you did, yep. doing the recording, and then I bought this house, and here we sit. Yeah, this place is awesome. Hey, thank you. Yeah, so I mean, Jimmy jumped into you know Bears Den. What what is it? So what does it do? What does it provide? Let us know. Uh, we do. What is the Bears Den? What is the Bears Den? It's primarily a recording studio. Um, that is. 90% of what I do there. But I also do some uh, some video production stuff. I don't personally do it, but I have like a team. Oh, uh, cool. got yourself a video team. There you I go. Actually, There's I the got bridge. a video this team. The bridge between the, the audio and the video. Yeah, I have... Uh, the perfect guest. <laughs> I have a, a, a video team, uh, two kids named uh, Mike Sun and, and Matt Smith. And what, what we've been doing is uh, a series called Live at the Bears Den, which mm-hmm. is a direct ripoff of... Live at Abbey Roads. Oh, on the uh, what was that on IFC? 
or yes. something. Yeah, I yep. that was really cool. Yes. Some of those are really cool. Oh, good. Yes. Now I don't feel bad, bad about ripping you off because I was thinking about doing a, you <laughs> nah, know, what's going cool. on at the studio. Yeah, today. no, do it. Uh, I I watched a couple episodes of that and I was like, man, that would be awesome to do. Yeah. So we I tried it and the first one was a little, it was a learning experience, but each one has just gotten better and better, I think. And uh, yeah, so... I've been doing some some video stuff too. I mean, like I said, I don't do it, but the studio provides it. Nice. But yeah, it's a big live room. Um, I I have a lot of friends who are producers also who rent out the space just to just for the the basically the drum room, um, and yeah, that's basically. And I got like foosball and stuff like that and bas- <laughs> basketball. So oh, that's the most important part of yeah. the studio. I got the table games. I got a basketball net that people are addicted to. It's like <laughs> one of those arcade ones with the little oh, slides. Oh, nice. Yeah, people love that. Oh, man, I should just shut my studio down now then. Yeah, we should just, <laughs> we should just make arcades, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, who are you working with now? Like, what do you got going on now in the, at the uh, Bears? Right now, I have... I'm mixing a project um, by To Die This Night. Um, I just finished mixing up a Son of Soundtrack. Um, I just started a project with a band called Winterborn. Uh, we just tracked drums on Saturday. Um, and I have, I think, like three other projects that I'm in the mix stage of that I can't think of off the top of my head. <laughs> so much going on. Yeah, you get a lot yeah, going too on, much, Too much, too much. I usually run two projects at a time, and I'm like, oh, God, I have no time to do anything. Oh, but no, I, I don't think I've ever had less than six projects at a time. <laughs> That's Just, crazy. It's Yeah, it's it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it's, well, it's, it's great to keep things, like, varied, like all yeah. different music styles. Yeah, yeah so do you have a range of clients that comes yeah. through? Like what oh, kind yeah. of? Oh yeah, actually, I have, I have another project, really cool, one with uh, this kid named Chris Morris, and it's a ten-song album, and eight of the ten songs are just are ukulele based. This kid right here, he's all about the ukulele. I like it. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, it, it's this. It's amazing. This kid, I guess he he got one for Christmas. He had no idea how to play it. He's a guitar player, but he didn't know how to play it. He didn't know how to tune it, and he just kind of figured it out and wrote eight songs, and they're awesome. Tom, I think you need to hang out with this dude. And the same thing happened to, to me. I play <laughs> bass, right? And then, uh, my mom gives me a ukulele, and I was like, hey, this thing's kind of cool, and then I just started like playing around with it. Figuring, yeah. Yeah, just, I started figuring stuff out and goofing off. It's and, like no rules. Yeah, I was like, this is kind of cool. I'm making some cool sounds with this thing. Yeah, that's and yeah, that that's so that's one project that's very, very different. And for percussion, what we did was uh, he when he plays live, he has a, a kick drum and a tambourine on each foot. So while oh, he's playing, okay. he cool. does like a kick tambourine, kick tambourine. So so the first day we laid down all the percussion and we spent a lot of time just trying to get, we used the floor tom for the the kick drum sound and we used like three different floor toms and three different beaters, what we were hitting it with and just experimented it with the five different microphones and stuff like that. And it was, it was really cool. So a lot different than just doing the standard set up some drums, set up some drum mics, yeah, electric guitar. But yeah, I, I just recorded a, uh, it's actually probably going to finish it up. I don't know if you've heard of Cax Attack. They, yes. They, yeah. They, um, they're, they just recorded their EP here. Awesome. Uh, finishing that up. But yeah, it was interesting because I'd never recorded something like that and kind of figuring out what mics to use and everything. 
it's always a it's always a good yeah, time. Yeah, it's it's, it's part always, of the best part. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's why you want to have as as many microphones and as much gear as possible because it's like who knows what's yeah. gonna sound good on what. And that's like a fun part too, you know, like discovering exactly. and, and finding like that. That is one of the most fun parts of it is playing around with it, right? Trying like ten different things of like the same thing. Like, okay, well, which one's the best? Yeah, let me tell you, it yours. These two fourteens, I use them on like everything now. Yeah. Well, yeah, my my four fourteens because of the polar patterns. Yeah. I mess with the polar patterns all the time because those are the only microphones that I have with changeable polar patterns. Yeah. So I'll do like a stereo setup, and I'll put them in Omni. And then I'll just have like people just like walk across the studio. And it's like it's, you're sitting in front of the That's speakers, awesome. and it sounds like someone's <laughs> walking in front of you. So you are, you already have 14s. I was saying no. I was like, yeah, if you want to borrow my two 14s, right? <laughs> same got same thing. Same. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's awesome. Um, I mean, so uh, uh, do you do the studio? Um, yeah, the studio seller. Do you do the Bears then full time? Uh yes and no. Yes, I do it full-time, as in I do it every day, seven days a week. But I also have another job that I work from 8 to 4.30, Monday through Friday. Okay, yeah, same same deal here. So, but yeah, I work about 80 hours a week. But do you plan on eventually doing the studio just completely yes, full-time? That, 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 I that's would the love goal. to do that, yeah. That's the goal, yeah. And, I mean, certain months I'm at a point where I could, but some months I'm not, so. Right. That's the thing with it is you never know who's going to come through yeah. and and I don't, I, I really don't mind working 80 hours a week. A lot of people wouldn't be able to do it, but I feel like pe- people like you and me who are like geared towards being a producer and know that it's going to take sacrifices and yep. stuff like that. So yeah, girlfriends don't really appreciate it. No, who needs them? Girlfriends do not appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I think mine's texting me right now. Like, <laughs> where are you? If you're not at your studio, you're not with me. What? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm at another studio. Yeah. I'm at a different studio. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I, I I know how that is. I'll be down here, and well, you know, when I when I had a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, story. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> She'd be texting me from the couch. Just pay attention to me. Come upstairs. No. Yeah, I'm down here having up, a good time. <laughs> takes up takes up a lot of your time. It does, but it's awesome. Yep. And I feel like uh, people, you and I, and who are into it, are very passionate about it. And yeah, you know, let's and, and film people too. I don't mean to. <laughs> no, no, you up. guys are having a good thing going on here. No, Tom, uh, Tom, Tom's very passionate about what he does. Tom I, does. I, see, I, Tom's living the dream. He does film both for hobby and as a job. Yeah, my job is working uh, all day on that stuff. Nice. For sure. Nice. So I actually, during my day job, I do some film stuff. And I'm oh, like, what do you oh, do? Cool. I suck at it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you do for, what do you do for your day job? What's your day job? Uh, it's, it's a, I'm not going to go into it. It's very boring, but it's basically we are a rep and a distributor for like industrial temperature controls. And what I do is I make product training videos. Oh, so you like the, that, that's your job specifically? Not specifically. I have my title has 18 different. You got a roving <laughs> title? Yeah, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I do web design. I do web. I up maintain four different websites, and I, I create product training videos and stuff like that. So you're just and like the like an IT guy with, yes. like, 12 hats. Exactly. Oh, nice. On nice. top of doing, like, all, like, the order entry account. Uh, like accounting payable, uh, accounts payable, accounts receivable, stuff like that. So, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. See, I get pissed at Tom because I'll be sitting at my, I do IT work, so yep. I'll, I'll be sitting at my desks fucking coding something or something, and Tom be like, oh, I hate my job today. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. I hate my job today. <laughs> yeah. 
I know. I, I I'll I'll get like you know. I'll you get about, to do what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. I'll you know everyone gets down on whatever they're doing right at any point right. Yeah. You mean in the middle of mastering true. the best thing in the world? You'd be like, oh god, I'm just so done. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, yeah. I hear you. No, yeah, I've been there. I've heard this song. I don't want to get fired. Sixty-four times. I've had enough. Yeah. Or, or just I want to go to the beach today. Yeah. And I can't. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've yep. had those days. Oh yeah. Well yeah. I, I start to quote some of the videos that we. Sh- we shoot because I mean they're like <laughs> short videos, like two three minutes long, and uh, you know by the end of editing it, I would have seen it nine thousand times. So, yeah, they're they're getting just in there like a like a song would, I assume. Yeah, yeah. but we're all early in our careers. It's true. We'll did you did we'll you be, ever end up reading we'll be that article soon? That's yeah. what I'm hoping. <laughs> did you ever? Oh, it's funny. Actually, you uh, you recorded Jetty, right? Yes, I, I did live sound for them um, a couple weeks ago uh, for a. a a benefit concert and I walk in the room with all the sound gear and like oh they're like all oh, the bands here I'm like no I'm the less cool guy <laughs> mixes the cool band yeah but no I didn't I didn't record all of it I just oh, okay. did uh, they did it all at my studio yeah but uh, one of the guitarists slash keyboard slash sampler players he's uh, he's an engineer too oh so, okay uh, what we basically did was I uh, we tag team the drums. And then they just, when I wasn't at the studio, they did the rest of their record there. Mm-hmm. And then he mixed it and everything. So he did a great job. He's he's a he's a good engi- engineer, and that's a amazing that band. Helps definitely. Yeah, they're they were really cool. Yeah. All right. So should we move into? Today's pick of the week is brought to you by Fluff Guts. It's a new medical procedure that replaces all of your internal organs with marshmallow fluff. <laughs> by the stock. That was a good one. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we make up fake products every episode. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> all right, for those of you who don't know what picks of the week is, it's when we go around the table, we talk about a film of the week and a album of the week. Um... I'm going to start today, and I'm going to start with the album. You know what? Because I never start. So fuck you, Tom. <laughs> uh, so, well played. <laughs> my album of the week is going to be the new Black Sabbath album. Ah. It's called 13. Oh. Uh, I listened to Yee. it. Sorry. Yee, God. Um, I had heard the single. I was like, all right, yeah, it's Black Sabbath. It's Ozzy. I'm sure he had nothing to do with it because he can barely talk. But, uh, you know, for what it was, I thought it was pretty cool. And then we went and saw This is the End last night. And um, beginning of the end was at the end of that song, and that was actually a pretty, pretty ripping song. And then so today I listened to the whole album. I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. It's not the best. Obviously, it's not old Black Sabbath, but Tony Iommi's in it, right. and Ozzy's in it, and I was like, all right. How cool. is this? Is the end? I like that song. It's probably the oh the movie. The yeah, movie. I was gonna say. because the song's name is beginning <laughs> of the end. Uh, I, I, you picking that for your movie? That was going to be my pick. All right, well, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Uh, so, Jay, what's your album of the week? Uh, my album of the week is Waking Season by Caspian. Oh, I love Caspian. Yeah, have you heard Waking Season? I have not. I didn't know that. Oh, it, is it the new one? It's a new album that came out last year. But um, How the hell do I not know about it, this? This album is life-changing i'm definitely gonna listen to that as soon as you leave yeah because uh, <laughs> i loved you are the conductor i think yeah, that album's awesome they, and i saw them at uh south by southwest yeah they are just an amazing band and this album they kind of this is the first album that they got like a real good producer to do 
uh, Matt Bales or Bayless. I don't know how to pre- not how you pronounce it, but um, he he produced and mixed it, and it sounds incredible. And the whole album from start to finish, I think I've listened to it like 200 times. No joke. That's I'll awesome. Just, what I'll do is if I need like a break from mixing or something, you go listen to that. I'll just lay on the couch and blast that. And just it's just it takes you on a journey. So the uh, are you saying that the well obviously the music's good, but the production value of it it's really yes, good too. Yes, wow. yeah. which which I mean their past albums, the production value has been okay. Yeah, but this one just it sounds amazing. Now they're from Cambridge, so I wonder where they. Do you know where they? Yeah, they, well they're from Beverly, I think. Oh, okay, I thought they were from Some, somewhere around yeah. here. But um, they recorded it at Q Division, okay, in Boston. And then it was mixed at uh, the producer Matt's studio. It's called the Red Room. I think it's in Seattle. Okay. But yeah, it's I, I if if I was the ruler of the world for ten minutes, <laughs> I would make everybody in the world listen to that album for ten minutes. Nice. Well, you got. I'm definitely gonna listen to it. <laughs> well, that's and so I'll probably big. make Tom listen to it. Oh, I'll, I'll listen to it on my own accord. Yeah, just Dick. <laughs> <laughs> sit in your room with your with your studio speakers and listen to it nice. all, man. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Tommy, what do you got for us this week? I, I'm i just going to do uh, Interpol's Interpol because I like it. And uh, I think it came out like last year sometime. Um, maybe a little earlier, actually. Uh, I'm not quite sure. But it's, uh, I think it was their fourth rendition. I, I mean, it's one of those bands for me that... Um, has stayed consistent in their sound and haven't bored me. You know what I mean? Like you know yep. when you when you, you, you they start to like be a stereotype of themselves and they start to just obviously stick within the. Every time they come out with something new, it's changed just ever so slightly for me. Yeah, and it's it's they keep it fresh enough to be awesome and consistent enough to where I just trust it every time. And uh, the their latest album w- was really good as as well as all their previous ones in my opinion. Cool. They're all all of them have like. You know, a, a really a handful of just great tracks, and then usually I can listen to the whole thing. Sweet, Most of the time. Nice. yeah, and yeah. I kind of wish I'd went to that show when you guys went. That was great, man. That was just they were so tight. They were just I, and I've. He's got like a strange voice. It's like strangely mild, and he just nails it. Like it's really his voice, guys. That's what he really sounds like. Can you believe it? Wait a minute, modern music. They're actually, <laughs> they're actually exactly. singing. It was it was a great show. Right, I'm actually gonna uh, sidetrack it for a minute. Is there a specific album that you listen to when you you went like that? You just love the production value on that you always go to. Uh there's a lot, but I would say the number one album production value wise would be. Between the Heart and the Synapse by the Receiving End of Sirens. Okay. I don't know. I, I know I've listened to Receiving End of Sirens. I don't know if I've listened it, to that album. It was done by uh, uh, Matt Squire, who was, who is now, I believe, producing for, like, Christina Aguilera and stuff like that, but back when he was doing bands like this, and it is, that album is just amazing, and it sounds phenomenal, too. Nice. The I'll drum, the drum tones... The best drum tones. They're so natural, but so huge. Yeah. See, I go for um, I go for a Perfect Circle, Thirteenth Step. Okay. That's, that's one of my go tos. That and White Pony, actually, what you brought White up. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was on a Deftones kick. Oh, the hard. new. Have you heard the new Deftones? Yeah. I've listened to it through once. I got to listen to it again. Ah, uh, yeah. It was good. It's amazing. I was listening to. it. I was like, this is this is good. Yeah. I appreciated it because it wasn't. 
I don't know. They, I felt like it was a bit heavier. Like they, there, there was some really like, like low stuff going on. Yep. More than usual. And I don't know. I thought. I'm afraid yeah. to say anything. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are gonna That's just good. correct me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. All right, let's move on to movies. So I'm actually gonna talk about um, the Dumb and Dumber sequel, which uh, I guess is back on. It was uh, it was on, and then it was off, and now it's back on. Uh, I guess the Farrelly brothers and Universal and Red Granite have picked the project up, and it's going to happen. Yeah. With I, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. Really? And yeah. I guess the plot of the movie is uh, they're they're going to, on a road trip, to look for uh, uh, Harry's daughter. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Sounds promising. It yeah, does. <laughs> it's either going to be, like, awesome or it's going to be awful. Yeah. That's no, all. It'll be good. It'll be good if if they're bringing if if it's all the same people it's going to be a good time. Oh, well, it was funny when they were talking about you know that what was it called Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. They were they, they specifically oh, said yeah. we had nothing to do with that. You know, don't yep. blame us for that. We had nothing to do with that. <laughs> was that How Harry Met Lloyd or yeah, something? Is yeah. that what that? I didn't even see that. I mean, no, I didn't see it either. No. Jay, what do you got for a movie for us? Um, I'm going to talk about uh, After Earth. Uh-oh. Okay. I just went to see that. Oh, why? The other night. I was really and... hoping he'd say Birdemic. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. But After Earth sucked. What? <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan movie blue. I know. I know. I don't. I don't. I don't know why I went to see it, but me and my girlfriend went to see it, and it was awful. There are two. It is just. Will Smith and his son are literally the only two characters in the entire movie. Really. <laughs> Everything else is CGI, and Will so Sp- basically, it's this is legend or I am legend. Yeah, but <laughs> but but Will Smith can act, and Will Smith is barely in this. Really? Yeah, which is strange. But uh, his son plays a whiny little bitch <laughs> the, in, the entire the entire movie, and it it drove me nuts. And I don't recommend anyone go see it. Good, good. Cause you know what? I, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I saw the trailer. Yeah, that movie fucking sucks. I can already tell right now it's going to be so stupid. And then I was thinking, I was like, if Will Smith cannot save your movie, you are making terrible movies. Yeah. That's they, my thought. Will Smith was dying most of the movie. Really? So, I mean, I'm not going to ruin it and say if he yeah, lives or dies. But spoilers. <laughs> but, but, he was, but he was pretty much unconscious for most of the movie. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, do you like any M Night Shyamalan movies? Uh, well, The Sixth Sense was good, and oh, then yeah. and then the ultimate twist: M Night Shyamalan sucked after that. <laughs> Signs wasn't bad. I didn't like Signs too much. Signs was all right. It was it was a very but it was an it was, alien movie, so I was scared the whole time. It was a decline, <laughs> right? So it was a it was a straight line with Sixth Sense, and then Signs, you know, I mean, it wasn't bad. It, it could have been much worse. Right, and then like yeah. Village was bad, and then it was just like the steepest cliff straight down. Like I, I wish I, you could all see the hand motion that Tom's doing. Right? <laughs> yeah, that was like a seven second hand motion of, of going straight down, and, and I like. I, I, I read online that uh, whatever studio put it out, Paramount or whoever, made a point to hide the mm-hmm. fact that he, <laughs> he directed it. I had no idea. They don't use his name to sell a movie anymore. Right. You notice that? You notice? Yeah. Like the last movie he threw his name on that they were like, M. Night Shyamalan was like fucking the Avatar movie, Last Airbender, not the James Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was like, well, that movie was the biggest fucking flop. I mean, <laughs> jeez. Yeah. All right, Tommy. Let's go. Movie. We already know what you're going to It's going to be This Is The End because we actually saw it last night together, didn't we? Yes, we did. And it was very funny. It was I, it fucking looks, hilarious. It looks 
really funny. Now, was after, I mean, was this is the end in theaters when you went and saw after? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Okay, so you get an excuse. All right, fine. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Ow. I still want to see uh, Man of Steel. Man of Steel looks I kind of want to see the Star Trek movie, too. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't look bad. Yeah. yeah. And J.J. Uh, Abrams did it, right? Yeah. yeah. I wanted to see He's something great. else, too. So I there'll there'll be a lot of lens flares. Oh, tons. Yeah. I heard there was twice as many. <laughs> <laughs> so the entire picture is just one. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about this. <clears throat> tell us a little bit about This is the End. Well, what was cool about it was right away they, they made the emotional hook, right? So they went and they went straight to relating to everybody, which was, um, <clears throat> pardon me, which was uh, Jay Baruchel uh, going to L.A. to visit Seth Rogen. And in this movie, all of the celebrities play themselves. And uh, they're they're looking to you know patch their friendship up since they've been you know growing apart, and that's kind of the spine for the movie of the rapture in Hollywood. And, uh, okay, and it was very funny, and and the the cast of characters I had in there <laughs> was spectacular. I'm gonna go ahead and say this is like the funniest thing I've ever seen Jonah Hill in. Like he was so goddamn funny the entire fucking movie. I might yeah. go see this tonight. You should. Dude, definitely. Just <laughs> from really... here to the theater and see it cuz it's it's uh, worth it. I have so much mixing to do though. Uh, yeah, don't you hate mixing, that. Mixing schmixing. I know, I know. Let uh let let future Jay worry about it. <laughs> it's always tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah, that's always the worst. It's like, oh god, I got like five six songs I got to mix by yeah. like, you know, this day, but yep. I really really want to go out and drink. Yep. Yep, yep. But, you know. All right. Uh, well, what did I you guess think? we should... Well, I was going to ask what, 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 what I you, think of it. Yeah, what do you think of this? I, I thought answer. it was hilarious. Yeah. I there are, there are two movies I've laughed hysterically to the point where I was, like, crying. One of them was Team America, <laughs> yeah. and the other <laughs> one was this movie. Yeah. So go fucking see it. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely worth a watch. I plan on it. Yeah. If not tonight, tomorrow night. Definitely. Yeah, it's good. And we want the full report afterwards. Oh, yeah. Okay. I will come back on the show <laughs> <laughs> just for that. I will definitely have you back on the show because you yeah. kind of do the same stuff that we do, so we can yeah, make I'd Jay a repeat guest. I'd love to for make. sure. It's not it's not a far drive for me. No, you you can cartwheel over here. <laughs> oh, that's my joke. I know. Dude, I stole it. What a material thief. <laughs> that's my joke. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, you've been listening to the Studio Seller. Uh, if you'd like more information, www.thestudioseller.com or facebook.com slash thestudioseller. Um, Tommy, you got anything you want to plug? Not particularly, just that, um, yeah, town. 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 I need, uh, I'm in the middle of uh, editing still. I've been, I've been pushing that. When up. should we expect Todd? Todd should be out. I, I wanted to make it this week. Not sure that's going to happen. A lot of stuff happens. So probably within the next week and a half, you see, I, I make my own deadlines and I just blow them off. Go, ah! Can I hurt that bad? Can I ask a quick question? Sure. What do you use for editing software? Ah, this was our previous episode last week. We talked about this. I use Adobe Premiere Pro. Okay. I use the Adobe Creative Suite in, in its entirety. Damn it, Jay. You didn't listen to any of the other episodes. <laughs> Damn you and the rest of the world. Yeah, no kidding. The only people that listen to our show are Tom and I and Dr. Spazzo. Dr. Spazzo. Cool. Jay, uh, you want to plug uh, your studio? Where can people check out your... Uh, people can find me uh, at thebearsdenstudio.com and uh, just search The Bears Den on Facebook, too. I'm on there. Uh, and yeah, uh, if I was to plug anything else, it would be my uh, my buddies in the band Son of Sound. Their album came out today. Oh. I didn't do it, but one song on it I did. 
<laughs> so, but it, but it's a really good album, and so, and they're good friends of mine. So, so if so, if anybody's listening, you should go check out Son, <laughs> son, of, son of Sound. You know what? I'm pretty sure uh, all of Greece listens to us. Oh, do are we big in Greece? I think so. It's awesome. Excellent. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I check this the uh, what the hell they call the analytics. analytics every once in a while and see where people are listening from, but. I, I get texts once in a while and people are like, oh, yeah, it was a great episode. I'm like, oh, thank God. You do? I don't. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> Who the fuck are you talking it's to, not, man? Hey, man, it's not your seller, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's not my seller. All right. Well, anyways, I'm Jim. I'm Tom. And we're off. Uh, one time I got punched in the face for a free beer. And you can find it on YouTube if you search punch in the face for a free beer. That's pretty epic. That's awesome. It was actually on True TV. Get out of here. You were on True TV? I was on True TV. Get out of here.